At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lombic here, the world messenger, and I'm taking you another journey, an epic interview here with my guest that is joining me from upstate New York on the Legacy Leader Show. And I really watch very closely what he's up to and what he's doing on LinkedIn and how he not only crafts his beautiful content, but also inspire, motivate, and influence and impact others. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Roger Brooks. He has phenomenal podcasts. He's three times best-selling author. He helps others to be great best-selling authors as well, and so much more. So, Roger, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Isabel. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so thrilled to have you on the Legacy Leader Show because it's so beautiful to see people that are so motivated, cognizant, uh, to create their own legacy while they're still alive and make a huge impact. And definitely you are been doing that. And wanted to ask before we deep dive in all, all these amazing accomplishments uh, and your phenomenal podcast, American Real, um, what prompts you, what shaped you, what influenced you to step up um, and um, do things that very few actually leaders are chosen to do, but they should be doing, which is being so visible and um, sharing not only your heart and your passion, but also help to others to do the same. Well, you know, it's a pretty complicated question, but I will tell you that I was not always comfortable with it. So it actually took me to enter into a podcasting online program which helped me get the confidence to be able to put myself out there. Um, I was one of these people for my entire career that I toggled between my work and my passion. So I always enjoyed working uh, in the corporate world. I'm an entrepreneur, so I've had some businesses and I've been part of startups, but there was always this other side of me that enjoyed doing things that I liked, such as writing books. And, uh, but I always kept that somewhat private until I started my podcast. And I took the course uh, through London Reel, which Brian Rose is the founder and host of London Reel. It was an eight week course. There was about 62 people from around the world who were in the course. And I remember the very first week, he caught us all off guard and said, you need to put an announcement on all your social media that you're starting a podcast. And wow. it was really hard to do because I, I liked having that private side of myself that I didn't have to, but he knew what he was doing because if you did not take that leap of faith, you know, I guess it's like jumping out of an airplane or, you know, bungee jumping. If you don't make that leap, then you may never do it. So he does it right from the beginning and voila, you know, you put yourself out there from there, you know, I started to get more comfortable with it. People came up to me and said, oh, I can't wait to, you know, see your podcast. And there's really good positive feedback and energy around that. And really, that's how it all came to be. 
That is brilliant. And what I like about it is that, yes, uh, you know, no better time than now. We don't wait and waste time to get ready, right? It is. And I, uh, I, I put a post out there recently and it received some good interaction. And that is um, start before you're ready. That's a lesson that I've learned, um, you know, particularly over the last four or five years in, in doing the podcast. But in order to really, you know, dive in, you have to start before you're ready. Otherwise, we become perfectionists and then things may never get out. So how are you going to live your legacy if you're not actually taking the thoughts from your mind and putting them into action? That is so very, very true. And for me, I'm obviously focusing on the world right now, uh, what is missing the most and it's missing truly the leaders and quality of leadership, right? And when deep diving what is missing more, it's those legacy leaders that are focusing on their companies and direction the companies are taking as well, people in those companies in order to create lasting impact and lasting legacy and, and take a part of, of pride and ownership in it. And it seems like you are uh, definitely doing some phenomenal combination of things, which is also combining with your uh, business with book publishing, right? And, and, and passing on spoken word uh, to generations to come, which I think it's extremely, extremely important as well. So you're putting yourself in front of the camera now, right? Not just behind the scenes. And also you were writing and you're focusing also on disseminating definitely quality digital footprint. Do you mind sharing for listeners and audience that are really on that fence and wanted to jump in? What took you to um, break these barriers? Obviously, besides making an announcement, jumping in cold turkey, as we would say, uh, but obviously you had to work on yourself because listening and reading your um, quotes and statements obviously shows trajectory of how you able to distill and what is the most important element. And do you mind sharing that with the listeners? Of course. Look, and I think maybe my approach is a little bit different, but I actually look at the content that I put out as things that I'm thinking. So what I do is I get up early every morning and I post whatever I'm feeling, whatever I'm thinking. Uh, whatever inspires me that day. So it's very natural, you know, it's very organic, but it's it's typically what I'm thinking. So if I if I put a post out that says start before you're ready, that's me telling myself, start before you're ready. I'm not preaching, you know, to others. I'm just sharing my thoughts. So hopefully other people can relate to that and get some benefit. So maybe they'll have the same thought that day and say, okay, maybe this will give me a little boost to start before I'm ready. So um I, I, I'm very careful about that line because I don't want to be that person that is the expert or the guru. I want to be the partner. And that's, you know, and I bring that to my podcast. I bring that to my, my book coaching is that it's a partnership. No one is better than anyone else. Sometimes you're the student, sometimes you're the teacher and it's okay to toggle between the two. So really that is what helps me put the content out. But at the end of the day, um, even though I'm thinking it, I'm really trying to make impact on others. And, you know, I have this other, you know, saying, try to help one person a day. So I know that whether it's putting a post out or having a conversation with someone or whatever it may be, if you're helping someone, then that day is a success. If you could help two people, even better. 
If you could help 10, wow, that's a great day. Wow, I love what you just said because so many people immediately crave and wanted to see that they help billions and billions of people, but they don't realize how important it is exactly what you just said. And I love that we have to start with one and that doesn't mean that is not enough, but we also have to understand what it takes to nurture and create that space to support someone and be intentional about it, right? Um, and I love what you said that you consider that success because everybody have a different success criteria, don't, don't they? And, and, and I want to share something with you that you really brought up this story. I wrote it in my book in 2015 that ended up um, being um, highly regarded in universities and different institutions around the world. But what was really interesting about it, I wanted to bring the global perspective, right? And I remember vividly um, from Dalai Lama teaching and Dalai Lama principles and his disciples, as well the Sufi masters in Middle East, uh, as well as Native American uh, chief that was uh, from Navajo tribe was sharing um, what it means to be successful in their world. And it's ironic because we're talking about three different geographic regions, right? Far, far removed from centuries ago, right? And then we're talking about same interpretation of men's success, which obviously you tackle the first one very, very well, or, 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 or let's put them in this order. First one was for them passing on the spoken word because at that time was no books. Look at the luxury that we have right now, the written, the electronic, all kinds of different ways to disseminate that book, right? And information so that we can absorb it and learn. And how many generations can really have access to that? What are you doing today? Isn't that powerful? It is. It's, it's so powerful. And I get the chills because when I talk to my clients, that's what we're talking about. And I again, I could only go based on experience. So I know when someone pushed me to write my first book, what it did for me to take it from here and put it out um, onto paper, it, it was life-changing. Mm. I talk to my clients the same way that it's really, it's not, the, if you take yourself out of it, what are we doing this for? Why would you want to write a book? Yes, it's great for the legacy and all that. But at the same time, we're passing on knowledge and information that we have. It's our duty to do so. It's, that's why for over, you know, the centuries and thousands of years, you know, humans have been trying to pass on whatever information they had. You know, whether it was, you know, calligraphy or whatever it was going back, um, it's, it's been happening for so long. So now that we have the technology and the means to do so, we're really doing a disservice to future generations if we're not passing that information along. That is so, so very true. And, and that is the beautiful that even they recognized centuries ago and they were talking about and they seen it as a major important topic, right? Uh, and I love that one of your books, obviously, is the build the best you and you'll be constantly helping people to build themselves. And it's so interesting to see how that came about, like from the book, from that written word now to your beautiful podcast and sharing information and how people can actually do when it's all congruent, how much trajectory that could really create, right? It's like sky is the limit. All of a sudden, as you said, from that intentional one to two to 10 to hundreds to millions, right? And hopefully millions 
resilience too, because more people learn, the better it is. So second thing I want to add here is you're doing something phenomenal. Not only you have your own children that you're very proud of, and, and, and I can imagine having you as a dad, how that is feeling for them, but you are helping so many others that are actually absorbing your content, specifically on LinkedIn. Uh, because we're having opportunity to influence and impact people all over all around the world. And not many have that, that same opportunity, but with access to the content, free content, right? Yeah. Tell us what do you see, how that translates, and, and what do you see, how much of that creates tremendous impact that you're creating? Yeah, no, another great question. So for me, it's to lead by example. Uh, I do that, you know, I try to do that with, with my children. I try to do that with every interaction that I have. And it's not so much, um, you know, being on your best behavior or anything like that. It's just, it's really being transparent in conversation so that um, others could feel that. People know when you're genuine or not. So again, whether you're putting out a post on LinkedIn, you know, I, I remember when our daughter was getting ready to go to college, I put a post out because I was proud that, okay, this day has come and, you know, we packed up the car and we're on our way. And then of course you receive feedback, uh, a lot of positive feedback. But then I remember one person said, you know, that's really a Facebook post. That's not a LinkedIn post. Well, to me, I don't, I don't look at it that way. Um, I'm a proud dad at that moment. Maybe someone else could see that and give them the encouragement uh, to make a similar post. So again, to me, it's all about leading by example and hopefully making a, a positive impact, as you said, around the world. We, uh, you know, this platform is so marvelous. Um, we could, you know, I have friends now in every corner of the earth and it would, it did not happen on Facebook. Um, it happened on LinkedIn because they provide the environment for us as users to be able to experience that and to be able to connect with people to be able to make that impact. I love what you just said that there too and those contrasting comparisons because Roger, what I saw initial stages of LinkedIn were so sterile and dehumanizing and taking away that we do have a personal life and that we do have a wives and husbands or children or whatever might be scenario. Even for us that are single, that we still have the hobbies or have other interests and actually how much of that authentic leadership and showing full scope of someone's being, meaning I'm the proud husband, I'm proud father, I'm also a proud business owner, I'm proud of what I do, that pride, not arrogance, that comes through and is sharing with others. And as a result, we connect better. If we just talk about the business, we will not be able to connect on the levels we do. Wouldn't you say that? Oh, I say you're so right. And that's why it's good to have a variety. You know, yes. for me, you know, one day I'll put out a video, the next day, uh, uh, just an image, another day, my family. You're right that people want to see the human side. We're all, you know, typically on LinkedIn, business people of some sort. You're in some business, that's why you're there. Um, and, but to be able to have a platform to share freely what's happening in our lives, it makes impact that I don't even think we can measure. It's, it's, it's way beyond measure and it really doesn't matter. It's just the fact that we have it available. And if, if we're not taking advantage of it, I would encourage people to start because again, it's not about us as individuals or ego. It's about the other people that are consuming that content. How can you impact 
their life. What posts can you put, put up? Maybe a poll, it may be a video, whatever it might be. You never know how that can affect someone else. So very, very true. And if we're not sharing again who we are, others people will not have a no idea, right? And honestly, before we even get on this call, I feel like I know you very well just by reading and seeing your posts. And that is the power of listeners and viewers uh, about not only what you do and how you do it, but how you show up. And I love that you pointed out how important it is to be authentic and consistent of who you are and share yourself. And, and, and because not everything is positive and not everything is great in life, but also learned lessons. Those are the things that really help others not only to normalize and say, oh my God, I'm experiencing similar thing. Oh, okay, things are gonna get better. Or this is part of the life cycle because we're not thought of those things. And even in colleges and master programs or doctorate programs. So how are we supposed to know them, right? Yes, and life is a constant lesson. So it doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter how many degrees we have. It doesn't, none of that matters because there's always things that we could learn. So if we're willing to be open-minded about, you know, taking in some content that we might be interested in, um, that might be new, then I think again, that there's always opportunity to become that student. And, and then again, uh, you know, conversely, um, sometimes we're the teacher. So I just love the fact that um, we have the freedoms to be able to do that, um, you know, for the most part worldwide, especially on a, on a platform like LinkedIn. That's fantastic. And, and Roger, do you mind also sharing how from building your, your best self, building your best to uh, what other two books that became also three best-selling um, um, books on Amazon and are very well read and, and, and quoted. Uh, do you mind sharing the tra trajectory so the people that are also looking at your work, they can really see how they should build themselves, not necessarily in chronological order as they're being published, but what really prompts you to focus on those three series? Well, yeah. So actually, I'll, I'll take you back just a little bit, if you don't mind. So the first Please. book I ever did was back in 2005. And I wrote this book, it was, it was more or less a coffee table book. So it was a book full of uh, 50 people, their, their face and their, a little bit of information about them, their bio, what success they had. And the reason I did that is our daughter went through a pretty traumatic um, situation. She was born with a, a benign tumor on her eye and she had to have many surgeries. And in the process over a couple of years, my wife and I would, you know, take her to, to the doctors quite often and um, into the operating room. And I saw um, what we were going through, but more so than that, what the other families were going through. And there were many um, young infants and toddlers, much worse off than our daughter, um, that were born with deformities. And um, I wanted to really just honor the face, honor people's face. It doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are, how old you are, um, because at the end of the day, it's it's about what's beneath the surface of the face. What you know, the skin that we have that's superficial, but let's go deeper. And that's what I did. So that's how I really uh, got into the 
book writing and publishing world. I did two editions of that. It was called Faces of the Southern Tier. That's the area where I live. And then, um, you know, a couple of years later, I, um, I got into uh, uh, business writing, um, read uh, uh, this gentleman, Jeffrey Gittimer's books. I went to one of his conferences and he encouraged people at the conference. He said, look, if you, you know, we're all in sales of some sort, but in order to elevate who you are and your presence, and this was before social media, like we have it today, in order to elevate, you have to rise to the top yourself. No one's going to do it for you. So, you know, there's 300 people in this room. I guarantee you, you know, if 20 of you this next year write a book, you 20 people will rise within whatever industry you're in. So think about writing articles for trade magazines and think about writing a book. Well, I took that very serious and I went back and, and about six months later, I had my first book written called The Power of Loyalty. And that was a business book about the industry I was in, loyalty and rewards programs. Um, it was published by Entrepreneur Press, which is a division of Entrepreneur Magazine. And it just opened so many doors. It changed my life. It changed everything you know uh, th that I did. Uh, and I went from being the sales guy to the author and people recognized that. And I was proud of that. So I wanted to continue that. Um, same time, you know, fast forward a little bit. Um, since I was a kid, I've been listening to self-help type, you know, back then it was uh, tapes, you know, eight track tapes um, uh, and cassette tapes. And then it went to CD and I would listen to people like Dennis uh, Waitley. And, um, and I was very interested in self-improvement. Again, I put myself I, I take action on things that I'm going through myself. So I wrote my first book called The Power of Being Rich a few years ago. That was my first self-help book, uh, became a number one Amazon bestseller. And then, um, you know, then I wrote this Build the Best You. And, and that book, again, it's another self-help, but it's taking a little bit each day, uh, one page a day to, to read one passage for 44 days. And it's all about positive reinforcement, training our minds with positive thoughts. Um, you know, Earl Nightingale said, uh, we become what we think about. And it's yeah. true. Whatever we're thinking about is what we become. So if we're, if we're thinking about being poor and we're thinking about, you know, not having enough and we're thinking about bad relationships and we're thinking about my job's terrible, well, that's what it'll be. So I believe that our, we don't even have a, you know, scientifically, um, we're still at the very bottom of understanding how powerful our minds are and how we can manifest things and how we could truly bring the type of energy to our world that we want to, if we really believe it. You have to really believe it. So yeah, so the book writing, it's something I, I just love and I'll continue to do for as long as I'm here. I love that. But beauty is, I love that story you took us about your daughter and how you normalize to show different faces and tapestry of who we are as, as a world, right? And, and that all of that is uh, not only to be included and that it's beauty in its own way. Uh, and I feel like normalizing that even today, how much we fortunately have a pain points as a result of biases or things we're being exposed to and, and 
how really still society is struggling to accept that. Yeah. Uh, and look, I think, you know, it, it, some people say it's a tough conversation to have. I don't think it is. It's, it's not, not a tough conversation to have if you're open okay with it, <laughs> you know, so. Exactly. I, 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 if you're open. Right. If you're in, but the, the, the thing is, I, for whatever reason, it's such a sensitive topic. And again, I don't know why we're, we, we are, we're born how we're born and we're whatever religion is our religion and whatever culture we come from is our culture. Embrace it and don't, you know, um, hate someone because they're born a certain way or they have a certain belief. It's okay. It's okay. Embrace it as that. I love the diversity. Like when you talked about earlier, you know, the Dalai Lama and Sufism, I mean, all these things we learn from all these different religions. And it's wonderful because everyone has their own um, take and, and they all have value. There's nothing there that's harmful. Um, you know, so I love learning from, from people and being able to celebrate people whether it's through the podcast or, you know, some of the coaching that I do, because it's just important, you know, to be able to take the time and recognize people for the good work that they're doing and who they are as a human. That's fantastic. And I also love the, the books, obviously, from a loyalty to being the rich, to understanding the power of being rich and, and, and changing your own uh, way of thinking from what you may be inherited, right? And where you've been exposed to and giving opportunity for everyone to succeed and be on that trajectory and destiny path for themselves. I think it's also how you achieve the legacy, right? And I promise to tell you the number three uh, uh, success criteria from Sufism, Dalai Lama, and actually Native American uh, culture. And that was the one uh, that really a lot of people take for granting, the planting the trees. Right now, we also have environment trying to tell us a lot and people trying to tell us a lot, right? And if we're working together in, in cohesion, uh, that is where the beauty is. And one of the things that every single one of them said, it's about culturally planting the trees for generations to come because it takes time, right? We will not necessarily see and sit in the shadows of those trees ourselves, but guess what? How many beautiful stories will be shared uh, as, as these trees are planted and for our generations to enjoy. And you live in gorgeous upstate New York and where it's so many beautiful trees, right? Isn't it beautiful when we can enjoy the nature, but also uh, really respect it and respect it in a ways that's not just for me to indulge it, but also for everybody around us. So I feel like the beautiful yin yang yang, right? Yeah, no, so well said. And, and look, again, to, to me, it comes down to example. So for instance, you know, when my children were young, um, I felt it was very important to be able to uh, show uh, by example, the importance of nature. So, you know, going up to a tree and letting them know that the tree is living. It's a living, uh, not being, but it's it, it, it's a it's a it's a living uh, plant, right? So to respect it, um, you know, hold its bark, feel it. You know, it's it's it, it's its own thing. So as they got older, they always remembered that. You know, that we we would take time to respect the tree or the plant or whatever it is because it's alive. A, a bug. It could be you know not to be crazy about it, but just to be mindful and respectful of all nature. I mean, nature 
in itself is perfection. So we could learn from that, whether it's the birds or whether it's the, the, the trees, whatever it may be. But if you don't, again, if you're not open uh, to that, then you may not have the opportunity to pass something along to our, to our future generations. And you may go through life, you know, just not um, being exposed to something that might bring you a little bit of joy by spending time in nature. And I love that because reason why I'm bringing this up is when we're in harmony, right? When we're consistently who we are in harmony with ourselves internally, and then when everybody else, that, that reflects and that reflects in our kindness, that reflects in our compassion, true genuine care and interest, right? Because we cannot just care for people and neglect other components of the world we're in. And how do we influence and shape that? And you created something beautiful. You also have special recognition that you're doing weekly, which I also love just how you are um, showing appreciation for people and seeing the great and good in that. And you created something, uh, if you don't mind sharing for our listeners audience, if they not had a chance to see themselves, that has word kind in it. Yeah, no. And again, that was one of those things. I just woke up one day and I said, you know what? There's Time Magazine. Time Magazine features all these people on the cover. Why can't we have Kind Magazine? And why can't I do it? So I did it. And it has brought so much joy. So what I do is I surprise the person. I don't tell them they're going to be on the cover that week. So I just pick someone from my network typically and put them on the cover. And, and then I just love to see the aftermath of it. All the messages that come in and this person's wonderful. They do so much here and there. And, and it's just a nice way for me to show my appreciation for um, not only those who support me, that's, that's not the most important part. It's for what they're doing for others. So we have, you know, similar interests in that they're out there usually every day, you know, making a difference on LinkedIn. And therefore, you know, I started this kind magazine, but it's interesting because our team did some analytics and the kind magazine has better reach than anything that I do. So very telling that, you know, people talk about, well, the negative news is what, you know, gets the most attention. I put out a lot of different things. I, I typically don't put out anything negative, but I can say that this kind magazine, um, certainly within my network has the best reach and the most engagement. So that makes it all worth it for me. That is so beautiful. And I love the story again behind it. But I also have to say, it's just so beautiful to highlight other people's successes. And that is what true leadership it is. And then looking also, it's not only that I study, that I spent decades of my work in getting a master's degree or tried to really figure it out. It was like, why we're still having all these problems, right? When it was such a smart, intelligent people. And how is this possible? All these people are working in an organization. They're not even tapped into on their talents. You know, you know, it's like oh, trying to understand the structure, what's missing, right? And when boils down to it, like what do you just demonstrate on daily basis, but also through that kind magazine, through, through the words you use, that is really what's all the leadership about for everybody that's watching and listening. But more than anything, that is also a trajectory that's creating and consistently producing positive impacts that everybody is craving, right? And on top of that, 
not only that it's creating a transformative, great, impactful leadership, which is most necessary, but it's also creating this legacy, legacy by being known for something that mattered. So with that in mind, since you achieved so much already, obviously, and according to these beautiful ancient um, cultures, you already obtained tremendous success without even LinkedIn and could take into consideration. So do you mind sharing what is next? What are you looking to do so that you can obtain the legacy in your own mind and what that would be? So look, I have to give some credit to Evan Carmichael, who I interviewed a couple of times on, on my podcast, um, I used to think differently about what was next. So I would, you know, only because that's what I had heard from others. So, you know, what's your, what's your one-year plan? What's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? I asked that question to Evan and he gave me a remarkable response. And I've been trying to adopt that ever since it's been almost two years. Um, I asked him, I said, you know, what's your goal? I think it was 2019. What's your 2020 goal? And he's like, I don't have one. And I'm thinking you're kidding, right? He's like, no, he's like, you know, my, my 2019 goal changed because I broke my neck six months in, I couldn't plan on breaking my neck. So therefore I couldn't accomplish my goals. He said, so what I do is I really shorten my goals and I shorten them to day to day. So we hear the phrase, how can I be better today than I was yesterday? Yes. Evan taught me how to really practice it. Like, how can I really be better today than yesterday? What can I do more, better, faster, help someone, whatever it may be today that I didn't do yesterday? Because we don't have much time to think. It's not the last year. It's the last 24 hours. So if we can't improve what we did the last 24 hours, Eh, then, you know, maybe we want to move on to something else. So um, I have to give him the credit. I, I'm, I'm, you know, really living by that. I am going day to day and I'm, all I'm trying to do is do better today than I did yesterday. And to me, that's a huge win if I could accomplish it. I love that. And I love that where it's not any of those atrocious, huge goals that people are uh, seeking that are more of, of, of that validation, but then more it's like inwardy. And that is what is all about. That is and beautiful. If you don't mind, I'll just add one thing to that. Here's what it did for me. I know that God forbid I die tomorrow. I really tried hard today. So when you could, you know, change your mindset to, to that, which I try to do, um, you know, since I met with Evan, um, it changes your whole perspective because they say live today like it's your last, right? So when you do that and really live it and, and do it, not superficially, but actually live it, then, you know, I could say I, I, I did my best, you know, and, and I'm happy. And I have, and I'm fulfilled and I did whatever I could for my family and my friends and the people I work with. If you're walking around with a, you know, sour face and complaining and passing judgment, is that the way you want to go out? Because we never know when our last day is going to be. I love that. Uh, because that is also philosophy that I adopt specifically in performance and with teams and everything. It's like when you know you did the best, uh, nothing is to worry about it. Like you gave your best, even if you lost, doesn't matter. You 
they still gave your best you had today. And that's the beauty. Then you don't school yourself. You don't put yourself down. You don't do all of those crazy things we typically do till we reach that level of understanding, first of all, about ourselves, but also everybody else. So that is so powerful. So everybody that's watching and listening, um, um, are, uh, well, beautiful opportunity for you to hear uh, this obviously podcast and show with Evan. You have a chance to go to American Real and hear directly what they shared in dialogue and check that out because um, the guests are phenomenal and stories and sharing is so powerful. But for everyone else that are so starving to hear more what Bruce has to say and then get to touch to know him, obviously connect with you on LinkedIn, right? Uh, but I will highly recommend check on the Amazon history books right now that are available, The Power of Being Rich, To Build the Best You, and The Power of Loyalty. I'm sure down the road will be more books and more great content. Um, but what is the best way for anybody to now get inspired and wanted to get in touch with you? What would you where would you like to them to go? Sure. I think LinkedIn is definitely the best place. That's where I'm the most active. And then our website is AmericanReal.tv. And that's where we put all of our latest content and episodes and you could sign up for our newsletter, et cetera. That's fantastic. With, with the closing, and I know you have a busy schedule and places to go and things to do, do you mind just leaving with one golden nugget for anybody that is um, eager to discover themselves and live with purpose with such amazing intention like you are doing? What would you advise them to take that either with that first step or first intention, whatever that might be? What, what would you advise them? Look, it's again, it's something that I uh, learned and I'll pass it on. And that is really to learn to spend time with yourself. It's okay to go take a walk, you know, so you could clear your mind. It's okay to sit in silence. Most of us were, were so busy throughout the day with these phones and email and television and, you know, all of this that were inundated with information. Um, the best thing I did for myself was spend time on myself. So in order to spend time on yourself, you have to get to know yourself and really ask yourself, who am I? Not who am I, the father, the spouse, the, you know, coworker, who am I at my core? Really think about that. Who do I want to be? We, <laughs> we hear this, it's cliche, but we only have one life. But if you could get to that point where, you get beyond the ego of it and really dig deep into who you are and who you want to be and how you're going to get there and start before you're ready and do all those things we talked about, then at least for me, um, that's when the fulfillment starts. Um, and it starts with that desire of really, what, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? It's never too late. And I'll be 52 this year. And I think I'm just beginning. So um, it's up to you. It's up to the individual, but yeah, the, the, my, whatever advice, whatever it's worth is to get to know yourself and spend some time alone. That's fantastic. It was absolute pleasure to have you with us today. And then we'll pause the links where they can find you and learn more. And I just wanted to say kudos for all the amazing work that you do and impact that you create in. And everything. Uh, we'll look forward to catch up with you down the road and see what is next happening in your world. Isabella, thank you so much. I really appreciate all of your time.
Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.